here I am with uh, Hunter Brockreed, one of our members here at Absolute Strength Gym. Um, today I just want to get some different perspectives from different people on who they are, what makes them tick, uh, then how they value strength. So uh, welcome. Hi. Thanks for being here, Thanks sir. For me, Appreciate yeah. it. Um, so tell me about yourself a little bit, Hunter. Uh, my name is Hunter Brocker. I like long walks on the beach. Nice. <laughs> He's uh, sorry, ladies. He uh, he has a girlfriend. <laughs> I uh, I'm 33 years old. I uh, grew up in West Long Branch, New Jersey, right down the road. Um, went to High Shore Regional, graduated in '04. After that, uh, I joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> 2000. There it is. 2004 there to 2000. Banging barbells in the back. Yeah. Um, that was a good experience. Obviously, I grew up very young. Um, I served in the infantry, and eventually I was in a scout sniper platoon. I did two combat tours in Iraq. Uh, the first one was in 05, Syrian border along uh, Huseyba and the Al Qaim region. Uh, very active. My first deployment, we pushed through a couple of cities, house-to-house -house fighting. Uh, our main objective at that time was to go out, who was the main target, um, who was the original uh, creator of ISIS. Okay. Um, so that was an eye-opening experience, 18 years old, obviously, because it was a, you know, it had grew up really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I came back and then uh, got ready for our next appointment, which was Fallujah, and we continued. Uh, which was no cakewalk? No cakewalk. No. It wasn't the uh, original push. Okay. The guys didn't know four, but it was still very active. I think that was 06. Um, so during the whole time frame when I was in, it was a very, you know, offensive, <laughs> um, offensive operations in the region. So it was very, uh, it was rewarding. I wouldn't trade anything for it in the world, okay. and uh, I think it made me who I am today, to tell you the truth. Um, besides 9-11, that, sure, that, sure. that, that made me who I am. Came back in 08. A month later, I went right to Mount University. So <laughs> a, mo a month prior, I was in the military as a sergeant, and I get out, and I go right to Mount University. How, which was eye-opening experience. Yeah, how, how was that? That sounds like a very interesting it was, degree turn. Yeah, because I was technically a freshman. So here I am at 22, <laughs> right, and I'm in class with a bunch of 18-year-old kids, which was great. Um, but but which, was, which being 22, even just being 22 is so yeah. much older than an 18 year old. Yes. But even, but, but the fact that the obviously was. all the maturity that, that you yeah. gained being, being deployed and uh, being in the military. Yeah, it was, it was eye opening. I, I learned a lot of patience and just how to deal with that type of, uh, that crowd. But it's, you know, Mount University is a great school, obviously. Yeah. Um, they, they've come a long way. And during that time, we actually started a veterans association program. Oh, cool. So it was really helping vets come back and, obtain their college degree. So I served as vice president and president of that organization. It was good because guys like Chris Fazio, who I met, yeah, yeah. he was part of that. And uh, it was, it was, it's important because it's hard. If you don't have the guidance and the structure from your, from family life, wherever the case may be, yeah. it definitely would help you get that goal, you know, get that degree. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that, that people need to do as far as go to college, as far as making transitions from one thing to another, that there's really no guidance in. And, um, right. The fact that you you had a hand in, in creating something that was yeah uh, I think that was that helpful. was that was very important because like I said it, it was it's it, college itself is difficult that's not an easy task sure. to get through the classes and when you've been through kind of the experiences that we have a lot of guys' mentalities were well I don't need this you know right. why do I need to get this piece of paper which trust me at some points myself I'm like what, what, am, yeah. I, what am I doing here but I saw the end game and the importance of it yeah. um, so that was good I graduated my degree was uh, political science okay. uh, which I loved um, my minor was public policy and foreign policy okay so it was very current event driven debates it was great and won a lot of the history of the United States and how the government's run and how it operates 
Um, and so you have you have certainly a unique perspective on the current state of affairs that's going yeah. on here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's why that's what drew me to that. You okay. know, instead of one specific, you kind of it's a very broad major. Sure, you sure. Kind of go in different directions, which I enjoyed. Um, I graduated. I got my bachelor's degree in three years, so I really took a lot of summer classes and motored through which, it. Which, from my experience, summer classes are horrible. Yeah, yeah. And I can't tell you how many I dropped when I was in college. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not doing it. Well, you know what's cool is that they weren't packed. Right. The teachers were really laid back during the summer because they, yeah. you know. Because they didn't they were, want to be there either. Right. Yeah. So my thought process was take as many summer classes as possible because they were probably the easiest to get good grades in. Okay. Right. And yeah. they, were, they were laid back. You know, okay. there's like five people to ten people a class. I think the ones I took were, were over like, uh, they are over winter break. Yep. I, don't know, I don't know if they were more intense, but they just seemed that way. I'm like, right. to hell with this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working with those too much. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, so that's impressive. So, yeah, so I, uh, I graduated in 2011. Um, right when I graduated, I was hired um, as a police officer in Wall Township. So okay. um, I went through the police academy. How was that? It was good. It was. Um, I was a class leader um, right from the get-go and all the way through. How was that compared to Marine Corps training? Is it similar? Does it have any kind of asymmetry? Well, it was good. A lot of the drill instructors were former military guys, okay. right? So a lot of Marines, Army guys, and Navy guys. So they, they did the best that they could, and it was very well, um, you know, coordinated. Um, obviously, it's not the intensity of military training, nor it should be. Right, right. Um, a lot more learning with the laws, state laws, everything like Which that. Which is really, really important. Really yeah, important. Yeah. So we learned everything to be a good police officer. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was a class leader there, and um, it, we had a good group, a lot of veterans, so it kind of helped bring the class together with people that weren't in the military. That was our first experience doing something like that. Yeah. So it was it was very I, important, yeah. Uh, that sounds like kind of like what you did at Monmouth as yeah. far as you had you had people who were kind of transitioning from one aspect of their right. life to another. But right. you were you had already had this kind of experience as far as that training goes and right. you took these kids who were who didn't have that experience and kinda of led them, which is which is probably well, very helpful. Yeah, it was helpful. I think the instructors appreciate that and I was very I'm a very straightforward person. Mm-hmm. So I um I I led by example. And I think which uh, is super important. Which is everything you know, do. Every, right. So, like for example, every morning we'd start with PT, right mm-hmm. at zero five or zero five thirty. I can't remember. Um, really early in the morning, and we would have to. We just start off with a three to five mile run, and mm-hmm. then do calisthenics or whatever the instructors had in place. And um, we would have this med pack. So the med pack is obviously in case anyone gets hurt, you can mm-hmm. wrap them up right then and there. Okay. And usually it was passed around right to to weaker runners, kind of mm-hmm. like a, a punishment. <laughs> so I took it upon myself. I I ran the with the med pack every day for six months. Wow. So, I so ran. that probably helped your fitness out. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But How much did that weigh, you think? Uh, I'd probably say 30 to 40. Okay. And then we got to a certain point where the instructors didn't want me to do that anymore. So they made me pass it off. And then I brought my own ruck in. Okay. I asked. So I brought my own ruck in. And I right. ran. I probably put 50 to 70 pounds in there. Wow. And ran with that every day. All right, so question. Um, after, obviously, you you had a lot of experience rucking mm-hmm. um, in the Marine Corps and, and obviously carrying your gear around. Yeah. Overseas, um, did you continue on with that when you came back and did college, or did you just um, stop it and then and then all of a sudden I'm I'm rocking again? Yeah, I, well, I yeah, right when I got out, I was like, kind of want to take a break from all that. Okay, I got into just meathead lifting. Okay, there was no purpose, rhyme or reason. Mom, just get the pump. Mammoth had a beautiful gym. I yeah, said, really I'm, I'm doing that three hours a day because right. one, it gets it gets that's my stress reliever is training. Keeps I mean, you out of trouble too. Keep, I bet keeps you out of trouble. Yeah. Um, it really helps me clear my head and mm. I just I enjoy it. it's a great feeling to okay. constantly train um, so I <laughs> I think I got up to up when I was in Marine Corps I was about 230 240 pretty leaned up okay. running so much mm-hmm. in calisthenics and then when I was in Monmouth just lifting for fun I think I got up to like 295 to 305 so okay. and then you're you're how tall 6'5 okay so I put so, a lot of weight on it wasn't healthy weight 
I was eating everything and anything. Well, and plus with mama, there's the food court kind of thing, and it's just like yeah, all you I, need, right? Well, this, I was like eating like pizza. I was yeah. enjoying life again, so I was eating. You're you're, you're eating to get big, eat yeah. for games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was drinking a lot of beer, which I don't do anymore, so right. it was very. Uh, yeah. I, I got, beer and pizza is yeah. the ultimate gains. Uh, I carved up every day. <laughs> <laughs> there was no cardio during that time in my life. It's carbs and no cardio. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. Um, I've been there. I know that. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, so man, I got the, so easy. I got the the meathead in. Mm-hmm. The meathead section, and then uh, yeah, yeah. I got big for no reason. And okay, I would walk for five feet and be out of breath, so I knew I had to come to an end. Yeah, I bet. And uh, and so when you went into the <clears throat> into the police academy, yeah, where were you at as far as physical goes? I was I was still coming toward because I just graduated college, right. so I, I was leaning up a little bit more because I realized it wasn't the best. But yeah. I was still, I think my first we did our way in I was like 280 when I started wow. the police academy but I could run still which sure. which was shocked them because it was like well that's I think that's the thing people don't know enough about like there's a lot of athletes who or or whatever that have a huge base that right. they've built over the course of their lives and they still have the ability to tap into that right right so you had that obviously with with the Marine Corps and you were an athlete in school when you were yeah. in high school and stuff like that too yeah. so um, I think I think people shock themselves when they and they don't do anything for a right. while, and then all of a sudden it's a uh, oh shit! This guy can run five miles. He looks like he can't even walk five feet. Five right? feet. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was definitely a struggle. I realized like I gotta get back into military type shape, and mm-hmm. they did that for us. You yeah. Know, the, by the time I was done, I was like two thirty again, two thirty five, okay. and it was perfect. Nice. Um, but great training program. I went from a lot of lifting to body weight, you know, pull ups, push ups, sit ups till you can't do them anymore. Um, a lot of kettlebell activities, a lot of uh, obstacle courses, sure. and just running. So it was good. It was. Uh, that's the way to be, my personal opinion. Okay. The, uh, the meathead. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like the meathead stuff has its its place mm-hmm. in the in the evolution of the person. Like I feel like everybody goes through that phase in their life right. where they do that stuff. Right. But I think some people get stuck in it. Oh yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah. this is the only way. And it's like, I, I think as you evolve as a as an athlete, as a human being, like you test different stuff out and yeah, you're like absolutely i like doing different stuff like like me for instance with the with the bike ride and we're yep. doing a triathlon yeah. right yep. it's like it's not my comfort zone but no. it's different and it's fun because it's new it's not just i'm doing curls again today right you know what i mean like i don't know i, I mean I've, I've worked at a lot of gyms and mm-hmm. you see people who are like they're day in day out and they're doing the same thing and you're like how do you how is this giving you any kind of like right it, it's any kind of mental stimulus you know I, I, well that's i think that's and i agree with you on that is mm-hmm. that you constantly have to challenge yourself and re you know, reinvent yourself almost. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a firm believer before I came here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still new here, and I love it here. I was doing the training room in Avon, which is strictly pretty much kettlebell training. Yeah, a lot of kettlebells and bodyweights out there, right? But it, oh, you guys are great. Awesome. Yeah. Knowledgeable, great mm-hmm. guys. Um, but I was like, you know what? I, I, I heard of CrossFit, and I didn't really understand it until mm-hmm. I came here, and I realized the, the importance of it for full body, mobility, strength, um, I'm way more flexible than I started now. I, yeah. My movements alone are, have changed. Which is, I mean, 6'4", for any you guys watching, is, is hard to do a lot of the movements fully in range of motion. So yeah. Just, yeah. just just based on the fact that yeah. you're long and you have, your limbs are so much longer. So Yeah, it's a big learning curve. I like yeah. I like the progress. Yeah. I think you have to enjoy progress, and you, you don't you shouldn't expect results right away. I like sucking at shit. You know I, what I mean? I think, and, and I that's, think that's – all right, so that, I'm going to stop you there because I want you to elaborate more on that because yeah. that's – Again, I'm doing this podcast because I want people to hear different perspectives, and I think there's a lot of insights that people have that aren't showcased enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that point is a huge point. It can be very helpful for anybody looking to start something new or, or right. you know, get involved in fitness or whatever it may be. Right. Um, elaborate on that a little bit. 
So what, what I mean by that is that I think that nowadays people want instant gratification. That's our society, right? So with, you know, we talked about this before, social media, it's a blessing, but there's also negative sides in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I think people look, they, they want to see things happen right away. Sure. That's just not life. You know, they, they look at all these pictures on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, people look in a certain way and they're like, I want that. So maybe I should buy that pill that's going to get me ripped in five weeks. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work either, so you just spend money. <laughs> right, <laughs> you just waste money. money. So if you if you really want to change your appearance or, or whatever your goal is, it mm -hmm. takes time and consistency. If you're consistent throughout your whole life, I'm a firm believer, if you at least do something every day to better yourself, whatever, fitness or mental health or whatever the case may be, it will resonate long term. Yeah. Um, I think it will definitely help people out. Um, you know, not just staying fit or whatever the case may be, but just overall better themselves as human beings. Um, but with the progression of, of training, you have to enjoy that process. I enjoy coming in here every day mm -hmm. of, man, I suck at that. That dude is really good, so I'm going to try and keep up with that person. Yeah. I think you've seen that with me. Like, sure, oh, sure. When, I, when I first got here, I didn't know anything. Right. But I was like, I'm not letting that guy beat me. <laughs> just okay. not. But that's, yeah. my, that's my mentality. Mm -hmm. I've always been that way. Which, again, is a, is, is, is a strong point. Um, but it can also be a weak point. Too. Absolutely. So you know, it's important to take your strengths and use them, but also realize that your greatest strength can also be your biggest weakness too. Right. So right. I think that's. Uh, I think we've we've tried to catch you a couple times. Like, all right, slow down. Just make sure you do yeah. this really good. Don't yeah. worry about trying to speed yeah. up with this, especially when you're doing like a, a body weight workout yeah. and you're this little guy who's like a body weight, a little yeah. like wh whiz. Yeah. And you're trying to keep up with him. It's like, <laughs> dude, it's not going to be fair all the time. Right? There's no weight classes here. There's no weight class. So. But that's what makes it fun. Though. No, you know yeah, what for mean? sure. When I when I could keep up with somebody half my size. Yeah. I'm like, this is, that's a great feeling. Yeah. Um, I remember doing a half marathon one time. Me and my buddy, who was a retired SEAL in Vietnam, older. And he's about a little short of me, about my size. And we were passing people that are about a buck fifty. And yeah. at that time, I was 290. Yeah, which is, which, I don't know how your knees even stand. I don't know. It's I don't know. You got like super joints. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, knock on wood, I've never been, uh, that was loud. <laughs> that was a good knock. Um, I've never been injured at that point where my body's just be able to sustain the type yeah. of training and punishment that it's been through. Um, but yeah, I just I, I constantly like challenges, man. I think that's what makes the human spirit strong. You know, okay. I, I really do. I think I, like it's, I think it makes people go. You know, I like it. So and then so all right, you're Wall Township, and then yeah. So I was there for about three years. Um, it was a great organization. Learned a lot. Learned a lot to deal with people. How to deal with people and, mm -hmm. and help the community out. Um, Which is, I mean, obviously, unfortunately, in society, you hear a lot about cops getting into altercations with people. And yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like everything else. You have you you always have a couple of bad seeds. In Always, a, in every profession. In a community, and, yep. and I think the majority of people don't realize that yeah. cops are really good at communicating with people because they have to be. They have to be. Yeah. Well, you got to understand, a lot of people don't understand, so you have to make split, you know, split decisions right, right then and there sometimes. Sure. Um, which, you know, every police officer kind of deals with that, right? So it was it was a great uh, learning experience. I learned a lot about people, people, good people, bad people, when people are lying to you, you know, their mannerisms, everything yeah. like that. So mm -hmm. it really kind of opened my eyes to... You know, and you got to remember, I went from a war zone, right, sure. dealing with people that. But you were constantly watching your back to make sure you're twenty four seven. So yeah. right, so that was a that was a different realm where you're not you're not dealing with the community. You are you're dealing with the community, but you're dealing with people that want to kill you on a daily basis. Right. And, you know, not to be dramatic, but that's the way it is. No. Um, so so question now yep. now going from that and then kind of being put back into, I don't know, I don't know how you would describe this, but. A similar type of role, maybe. I mean, being a police officer, you're 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 out there to protect the so, public, essentially. But you you have a gun, essentially. You're walking around, you're armed, right? You're but I, I'll tell you this: I think my experiences in the military made me a better police officer, and what I do today, um, because I've I've 
I realize what threats are. You know what I mean? Right, right. I could, I'm like, that's a real threat. That's not a real threat. That's okay. A yeah, because uh, what I was going to ask is, yeah. is, is did your experience in, in, in Iraq, in, you know, overseas in, in the war zone, did that make it different when you were, like, a, a police officer when you first started? Did you, did you approach it like, holy, you know, I, I got to make sure we're good. Like, were you, were yeah, you very, I, I was like, very, overly vigilant? I was, I was very alert and okay. vigilant, but I could turn on and off. Okay. I could, I was one of those guys, and I still do it now, where I can talk to anyone, right? right? But if I see somebody, I know to, to, to turn it on and go gotcha. the other way. Okay. Um, I think that's what helped me. Um, so, so you were born with that, right? No, you probably trained it and learned it. Yes, like, I wasn't. I don't think I was. I, you know, listen. I grew up. My father was a police officer. He, you know, he's a great man. Mm -hmm. He's my role model, um, and he was always very. You know, it, but it wasn't. You knew right from wrong. Obviously, it was. Sure. You know, I didn't get away with a lot growing up, but really that. I would say when, like I said, 9-11 happened, I was a sophomore in high school, that changed my whole, I, I knew right then and there that I was going to go in. So that experience, you know, overseas and just being in, in my unit was very, it, I, to where I'm at today, it kind of propelled my mindset. Um, sure. So I think that, that gave me an advantage, you know, law enforcement, being a police officer, because guys who don't have that, they kind of, not everyone, but a lot of guys, like, that's, that's it. That's the end-all, be-all. I mean, like, they don't know how to handle sometimes a lot of the other things kind of thrown at them. Where sure. It's very hard for me to get really super stressed. Like, yeah. I can handle a lot of stress. I've learned that about myself. Um, it could be chaos, and I'll just sit there and look and just take it in. And right, we're Make a decision. Next. Right, yeah. yeah, make a decision where I've seen where guys can't, you know, you know, and that's not everyone, but guys, they get a little stressed, and yeah. they, they kind of freak out a little what, bit. What's that called? It's like prioritize and execute, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, I mean, from there, I was there for about three years, and then uh, I was hired by the Monmouth County Prosecutor's Office as a detective, um, which I think my background helped me get that career and that that position. So I did everything from uh, fugitive uh, operations, trial support. Um, I was in narcotics, our narcotics bureau, for a while, and my main goal there was assigned to the Bayshore Task Force. So... We would go and try and dismantle, you know, low to mid-level networks, uh, right? networks, yep, and, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, we, unfortunately, in the country, we have an epidemic with heroin, um, yeah. which is huge, um, so that, that was really plaguing that area up there, okay. um, so, you know, we stayed busy doing that, and um, at that time, I was on a tactical team for the county as well, so I led a lot of the training, and... Um, that probably helped out a lot with all the background, right? Yeah. yeah, it really did, and that was my passion. Okay. You know, still is. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I stayed there busy, and then from there, I was selected to go and join uh, the Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, obviously, for short, mm -hmm. uh, up in Newark. And that right there was a, was an eye-opener, because then we went from local stuff to we're actually battling drug yeah, traffic. Yeah, you get a major port of Newark. Yeah, yeah we, I mean, it's, it, our group was a... a you know, we target large international organizations, yeah. as you can imagine. So that was an eye-opener because you see what's out there and the threats that we face as far as the epidemic, as yeah. far as narco-terrorism, everything else, far and few between. Yeah. Um, a lot of money behind it, right? A yeah. lot. You, it's unreal. Yeah. It's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. You know, you're talking our first – my first seizure with that group uh, was off the turnpike. We seized 150 kilos of cocaine and heroin. And what was what would be like the street value of that? I think we estimated then it would. I think it was between maybe five to ten million at that range right yeah. there, right there on a truck. Just turnpike. Turnpike. Yeah. And how much does 150 kilos look like? It's not even that much. Right? It was years. five large duffel bags. Wow. But you take that and one kilo could affect thousands of people. Sure. Right. So they what happens? They drop it off and they sell it to the local distributors. They cut it up and it multiplies. Wow. 
So that comes in on a daily basis, you know, and, you know, I won't go into crazy detail about everything else, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a problem. You know, it's, it's, I, I really, I quickly learned how much of an issue it is with border security and just being vigilant here inward, sure. you know, as far as not just overseas and, and, you know, keeping our country safe, but also uh, homeland security yeah. type of uh, position. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was there for about <clears throat> three years. And then I was uh, selected to do forensics, so I was now like crime scene investigations, which for the county is very uh, rewarding. Um, we do all major crimes, homicides, everything like that, shooting oh. investigations for the county, which unfortunately is really busy around here. Um, <laughs> Not in Long Branch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other areas. Other areas. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, yeah, that's – so I went from a 180. I went from very aggressive narcotics-type work to – now everything else is slowed down, methodical, and yeah. really solving. Yeah, that, that CSI stuff is um, very intense. Oh, it's man, very. I can imagine how. I don't, I don't have that kind of attention to detail. I, don't think I, do. I, I didn't think I did either until yeah. uh, I actually. Oh my God! Now I really have to pay attention to everything. Um, the school was great. It was an eight-week course taught by the state police, okay. and um, so I, I got my basic certification for crime scene investigation. But you just learn on the job as you go, and you realize how much of every case matters as far as evidence and sure. what we do for convictions um, for, for cases. And so if you want to learn how to how to properly execute a murder, I'm going to leave Hunter's <laughs> email and you guys can reach out to him. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start my own business there after. Um, yeah, so I, I've been there and, um, you know, I possibly look at a new venture that I told you about. Yeah, so that sounds if, cool. If that's kind of back in the... the uh, back more high speed stuff, right? I wouldn't say high speed. I say it's prevalent. I think it's uh, it's a very important, obviously, mission since mm -hmm. 9/11. Mm -hmm. So um, I won't go too much into it, but it'll be uh, definitely be more hands-on, right? As far as like being in the yes, it'll be if uh, if selected, I will be back on the on the front there, pretty much protecting the state and country from. So, so it sounds like as far as your your career path has gone, it's like a it's it's, it's literally like a like a wave in the ocean, like you're <laughs> you're. You're yeah. high school. You you go overseas, deployed yep. in the war zone. Then I'm back home. Yep. I'm in college. Then I'm back up. I'm in I'm in police cab. I'm a police officer. Yep. And I go to from there. You went to Monmouth County. Monmouth County. Still yep. kind of yep. wave crested, maybe a little higher than being a police officer. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, you went to forensics and it kind of dipped back down. Again. Now you're going to go back up. All right. Yeah. So it's kind of listen. Like everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, it's you know I. I would be very happy doing this new position, but it's uh, yeah, it's funny how life works out. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've done. I feel, I feel like I lived a, a million lives, and I'm only 33. To which tell you the which truth. is uh, um, I can say a lot. But yeah, that's that's been my life so far. And I met you guys about five months ago. Yeah. And it's been a great ride ever since. Sweet. Yeah. All right. I think you again offering the ideas, just a, a different perspective on uh, some things, and I yeah. think uh, giving some good insights. Um, uh, so, what does fitness mean to you? As far as strength goes, what, what does that mean to you? you mean? I. I, I mean, obviously, it's, it's meant different things throughout the wave. Yes. But, so, what, what, like now, currently, fitness is my my getaway. Okay. Okay. That's like I said before. I mentioned it's my stress reliever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think fitness, what it means to me, is longevity, competition, um, stress reliever, mental clarity. Okay. It's all those things in a one. It's also purpose. Yeah. And my that's how I live my life. I. It's not where oh I have to go work out. It's my it's a lifestyle. Sure. And that was ingrained for me in the military. Physical fitness is a life lifestyle choice. Um, 
it's it's not like oh man I gotta go train today. It's like man I can't wait to get in there tomorrow and get after it. And it starts my day off right. Has it always been that way for you? Uh yeah. Okay. Ever since I was even in high school when I was playing sports, um, I was very competitive. I was always you excited to go out. And yes, okay. I, I was always on the move. Um, I feel like I'm like that now, but mm-hmm. uh, I I just like training. I like when training. do you think? Um, I mean, I I feel like everybody at some point in your life was like I don't want to do this shit, and it's like when do you think you made that? That switch, like, nah, I, I actually enjoy doing this. Or was it always there? Well, from from high school, it was more of like, okay, I, I enjoy training, but it wasn't like, I didn't know exactly why. It's well, just okay. for, for the sport with whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the, the military is like, okay, this is why we're training. This is the importance of it. Because so why? Okay. That's super important. Super important. Okay. You have to be physically fit in that arena. I mean, there was my unit, um, especially when I was a uh, a, a regular grunt, you could say it was mm-hmm. it was prevalent. But when I went to that, kind of the next step for the scout sniper platoon, it was you know we had a tryout and the whole thing, and you're constantly evaluating. Like everyone was a physical fitness freak sure. in their own way. Like everyone could smoke anyone else on anything, right. but it was just guys who wanted to be there, be more of a team, and it was more of like I got to keep up with the wolf pack. Mm-hmm. That's literally, I mean, as corny as that sounds, that's what it was because yeah. if, if I you, think that's it's it, you constantly had to prove yourself every day. Yeah. You know, so if you were Week at that point in time, they didn't want anything to do with you. Hmm. So you had to constantly be on the next level of training. And I think the average person can could take some insight to that and turn it into their own life. Like, what's something that you would think uh, keeping up with the wolf pack for? You know what I mean? I, you know, that's obviously an extreme sure. for for important reason. But I think you know, in, enjoy in, enjoy the. I'm trying to find a good word for it but enjoy learning it, mm-hmm. you know like people that come here every day at 5 30 that's mm-hmm. awesome you know what i mean they should get you should get to a point in your life where if you miss something you feel like oh man i missed out i need to get back into it that's the type of mentality yeah. now like ah i'll miss two days three days i'll get back in. if you miss a day like man i gotta at least go do something today if i know if yeah. i miss a day like today mm-hmm. i'll at least go for a walk or something low-key or bike okay. ride or something like that constantly constantly moving because if you don't what happens for you like i get head. agitated yeah, okay. yeah i got a lot of uh energy built sure. up but i feel like i need to constantly do something okay um I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna say but i agree and yeah if i don't do something i'm like god i didn't do shit today so right I'm like, right I, need, I don't care right. what it could be anything like walk like anything. a, a, a long walk is awesome i think it's On great the beach, it's right here too, and it's, that's <laughs> also healthy i think it's healthy to, oh, totally. to, to especially in today's world to take in the world a little bit you mm-hmm. know what i mean go look around look up from your phone yeah. and literally look around look how beautiful it is you know people Agreed. i think don't take advantage of that mm-hmm. um i think it's we take it for granted especially us for the brand of on the ocean. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh, it's, it's crazy. It's so. I mean, for me, I I've, I've been to the, I went to the beach twice last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we live right here. I gotta take know? advantage of more. Absolutely, now. absolutely. Right, so and so, why do you train now? Like, like what's your why now? I, um, I think it's obviously changed throughout here. Yeah, I think the why now is one. I you know I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to stay physically young. Um, I do it for my career path too and my future career path. Um, because you have to. It's kind of get back in that wolf pack mentality. Mm-hmm. Um. If I go that direction. So uh, I train to keep myself safe, keep myself healthy, um, and just to get, get better in life, to tell you the truth. You know, just uh, every day get better at something. You know, I like to learn. I'm a big facilitator of I want to learn something new today. You know, okay. that's why every time I'm here, I'll, I'll you know, if you show me someone, I literally look, I'm like, okay, I need yeah. to do this, and then I try to soak it in and go. Because you can't – you. In life, I think it's always good to be the new guy. And what I mean by that is it's mm. always good to learn, right? You can't be the best at everything. I think a lot of people get in that rut sometimes where they, they don't like to be told what to do or yeah. they don't like taking oh, yeah. advice. Exactly. I like being 
a new guy. I like learning and learning from somebody like yourself or the other instructors that have been doing it for a while. Like, okay, I'm going to take from that person, this person, this person, and apply it to myself and see what I can do. It's good to be the new person. Good to be learn. the new guy. Yeah. Right, that's a good... Uh, yeah. Well, that's how I live my life. Good pitch you put a quote that's yeah. good to be the new guy. Good to be well, the new well, guy. That's funny. When Hunter first came here, he, uh, he, he did one of the little workouts that we had for like a side thing. <laughs> and he put, <laughs> he put FNG next to uh, his name. Oh, the assault. Yeah. The uh, 300 that's calories what, or whatever it was. Fucking new guy. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's how I live my life, man. No, that's cool. I like that a lot. I got to constantly prove myself. You okay. know? That's that's how I live my life. You know? I like it. Absolutely. I like it. Um, I think, I mean, I think you got put some really good points uh, to paper and well, it's a video I guess yeah. um, I think it'd be helpful for some people to listen to this and just kind of you know see different perspectives and understand what makes people tick absolutely and then maybe be able to take you know something away from them and be like hey it's a good reason for me to yeah. continue you yeah. know incorporating some kind of strength in my life you know training whatever it may be because as far as I'm concerned I don't give a shit what people are doing as long as you're doing something absolutely um, yeah. I just I, I, for me I get like a all right, I don't know if that – hopefully I saved that damn video. Otherwise, uh, me and Hunter will be doing this again. But, uh, I should have seen now. If I was smart, I would have been recording too and, like, doing everything. But that's the whole fucking new guy stuff, right? That's me. That's new guy <laughs> stuff. new guy. Um, no, I was just talking about how – just real quick, I wanted to just kind of finish up. But um, how it makes my skin crawl when I see people just that are filled with, with potential, but they're just like, eh, and just, well, I don't want to do anything. I'm like kind of – and they're complaining about this, that, and the other, but they don't want to pick their ass up and do anything about it. And right. it's, uh, it's just tough to digest right. that and see that. And I try to steer away from it. Yeah. I, I think that's what's important about yes. being in a good atmosphere. Absolutely. And not letting that negativity. And you can't be scared to try right. new things. Right. And I think a lot of people are scared to kind of try new things and get out of their comfort zone. That's a pot. That's a popular word nowadays. Is like get out of your comfort zone. But yeah. really, it's a it's a fear for a lot of people because if you're not used to getting out of your comfort zone, I love being uncomfortable. Okay. Right? A lot of people don't like that. Right, I, and I don't know what that. Well, you, is. You, you 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 you've learned to love it, right? Yeah, learn okay. to love it. Yeah. Learn to love it. Because I don't think anybody is set up to no. be uncomfortable and like it. Right. Until they learn. learn. It. Yeah. I think that's a good you, skill to learn. You find the best part of yourself when you're uncomfortable. Yeah, I definitely agree. I I, I mean, I, I the hard workouts they put you in that place where you're like, I don't want to do this. This sucks. And then Feels once you once you get through and out of it, you're like, oh, that was great. I'm yeah. happy I was there. Absolutely. You know, like the pain cave they talk about in yeah. CrossFit, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. When cave. you can't breathe and you're you're you know sucking for wind and you're and that little bitch ass voice in your head's yeah. like that is the best feeling in the world. You're gonna die. This is you can't yeah. do this anymore. Yep. You gotta stop. Yep. And, you, and you hear it, and it's like your other part of your brain's like, shut up, man. I got this. Yep. And you do it. Or sometimes you you fall victim to that voice, right. and you're like, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna take it easy now. Take I mean, it. Okay, I've I've been through. All of them, for sure. I'm yeah. sure you have. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, no one's a robot, right, unless you're Dave Goggins. No one's a robot. Yeah. Um, you, it's good to have off days. I'm not saying, you know, go crazy, but in those off days, go for a walk. Yeah. You know, enjoy, take it all in. Let's well, so have that little sign there. Uh, I don't know if you ever read that before, but it's kind of small. I should make it bigger, but why are you here today? You know, yeah. if, if it is an off day, it's like, just do something. Do, do something. I tell people all the time, if you're not feeling good, come right. jump on a bike. Jump on go a for bike, a walk, jog, run, whatever. It's, it's more mental health than anything. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think this right here, this place right here in fitness in general, will, is a key to the fountain of youth, man. I really do. I yeah. think... Uh, you see all the people who are living in their 80s and 90s are active people. We had that one guy dropping in 75 years old. 75 years old. Active awesome. people. Yeah. If, you yeah. sit, if you're a couch potato, you will not live that long because your body is just it's melting away. Yeah. If you keep your muscle engaged, you keep your mind engaged, you keep everything engaged, Agreed. I think you'll live longer. Nice. All right.
that, uh, I, don't, I don't have anything really more I wanted to, to talk about. I think you hit a lot of really cool points and uh, yep. things that help a lot of people out. So I appreciate Absolutely. your time. Thank you, man. I'm uh, happy you, to have you me. a part of the community here. Yes, for sure. Appreciate it. Um, and you guys obviously know, if, if you guys watch this and you're here and you know Hunter, you know, give him some feedback. Give me some feedback. Cause, yeah. It's my first time. I'm yeah. a first-timer podcast. Yeah, well, See, I don't even know how to talk into my, I don't know, the, uh, the it, range. They say if you get closer, you get a little more of like a. Oh, that's a. Uh, <laughs> Me and my girlfriend will listen to a podcast. Oh, no, no, we're listening. Like, we'll listen to pod, like, crime podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I do that enough already. Yeah. And uh, they get like really close into the mic, and this yeah. is what happened on this date. See, it sounds kind of cool. Maybe we should do another one in the future, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll both just talk really close to the mic so you get that feedback. It's so close to my face. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate time, it, man. Thanks. Thank you.